Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. It's been years in the making. It's Robbie Armlessly. Hello! We should just actually pretend that like no time has passed and we just like ignore the fact that we haven't done an episode in... So this is season two, Heat K. Mm -hmm. I think Jay was last year Uh... and... What comes before Jay? I think was in 2020. <laughs> so how? What's our what's our productivity right now? One episode a year. <laughs> <laughs> One episode a year. So how many years would it take us to do the entire of Robot Wars, including Extreme and everything else? I want to say it will be roughly the age. Let's just say we'll be hitting some records. It's always really morbid to think that we would actually be dead. <laughs> we would be long dead. Ah, oh, okay. Yes. So we're series two, Heat K. Yep. Carrying right on where we left off. Luckily, these are very easy to just sit down and get back into. It's 20 minutes and the pattern doesn't change, basically. If we were trying to review some sort of like complex political drama TV show <laughs> Can and you we were imagine? doing an episode a year, we would be in a bit of trouble, but we'd we're be not. in massive trouble. But we're not. We're nowhere near that. Although this is an episode full of maybe not drama, but definitely events. Yeah. Stuff happens. This is a strange episode. We were just saying before we hit record, it doesn't feel like the other episodes. It just feels like they sort of like are distracted by other things whilst this episode's happening. It's really weird. I'd say the main focus of this episode is not any of the robots or anything they do. They are secondary. Well, do, do what do we do? Do I can't remember what we do. Do we Let's go through the old roboties that we've got in series 2 Heat K airing on February 5th, 1999. Give people a little idea of just how long ago this was. These are all very much adult robots now. So, starting from the top. From Gilgetty in Pembrokeshire. Demon. What am I? A student of the occult from Eastbourne. Enzyme. What am I, a chemist? From Preston, Megahertz. What am I, IT support? From Elstead in Surrey, Phoenix. What am I, a mythological creature who acts as a symbol of self-reinvention? From Langport in Somerset, The Mule. What am I, a mule? From Borden in Hampshire, Plunderbird 2. What am I, the successor to Plunderbird 1? <laughs> oh, man. There's not much you can do with Plunderbird. Yeah, Plunderbird is, is what it is. It's the only one that's not like a proper word, though. But And also, it gives you mental... Plunder gives you pirate images, but there's nothing piratey about it. That's a really <laughs> so good really point. Kind of froze me a bit, you know. They just really went with whatever they could think of as a rhyming word to Thunderbird. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. But all the rest of them are nice, tidy nouns. Yes. So you go, yes. demon, enzyme, phoenix. <laughs> They're just words. They're just fine. And then we get to Plunderbird. Plunderbird yeah. 2. Yeah, Plunderbird 2. The second. The sequel. Yeah, yeah. So starting off, we have Demon. The defence weapons are mainly these spikes, which fit on the rear. Yellow box wedge with a demonic face painted on the wedge. This will be a regular occurrence during this episode as well. Usually, the bots don't look like their names. 
They'll have like Crushinator 5000 and the bot will just le- be bright pink with a smiley face on it. Do you know what I mean? They have <laughs> yep. like a habit. I mean, this one actually has a picture of a demon on the front and it's called Demon. It's not a bad picture of Demon Face, considering the level of artwork we sometimes get with these kind yeah, of machines. Yeah. It's not a bad demon devil face that's been painted on there. Although I, mean, I wouldn't necessarily associate the colour yellow with the yeah, occult. Yeah, that was not a choice. And I was actually thinking about that. And I wonder if they knew that, especially in the gauntlet, it's very dark, dank, and there's smoke everywhere. And Ooh. you can't see what you're doing. So when you're colouring your bot, you practically want it to be neon. Because there's a lot of brightly coloured bots in this episode. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like you know. considering, yeah, the lighting of old school robot wars, it's dark as hell. Yeah, it's really grim. So if you have a grey, black dark coloured robot it's gonna just blend in exactly you won't know what you're doing whereas the big bright wedge that's yellow yeah that makes a lot of sense there you go now it's only weapon other than its wedge are the ramming spikes on its rear the setup as they put it onto their robot slowly is like like a shotgun oh yeah they actually load up the spikes the spikes onto the machine there's a little issue with their weapon so they have ramming spikes at a two mile per hour top speed yeah not much velocity behind those spikes right now would you really make (laughs) a robot where the weapons are a wedge and a ramming spike and then proceeds to be turtle slow they're more like defense weapons than attack weapons really yeah you're hoping the opponent will run into you yeah with all the speed yeah it's because it used Indoor wheelchair motors. Indoor wheelchair motors. See, that's very specific, isn't it? It's really specific, isn't it? Next up, there's Enzyme. This was originally a wheelchair, which was in our friend's garden, and we've converted it into a robot. It's got the original motors and air air tyres before, but we've actually changed that over, so they're solid now. And they had a symbol on theirs as well, didn't they? They had a biohazard symbol yeah. on the top. The design is matching the name for once. Yeah. Uh, typically, they'd name it Enzyme and there'd be a squirrel on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't make any it sense. Makes no <laughs> sense. Yeah. <laughs> Enzyme, biohazard symbol. That kind of works. Yeah. yeah. That pretty yeah. much does the trick. Yeah. A little bit of an odd one. Why are they called Enzyme beyond that? It's hard to know. Yeah. I do wonder where they get these names from. Yeah. Because they just yeah. liked it. Yeah. Or maybe they work in the field uh, where you know enzymes are important something biology related i don't know it's also an ex-wheelchair although apparently this one is a lot more wheelchair we're talking its forklift weapon was adapted from the elevated backrest of a wheelchair and is this an outdoor wheelchair or an indoor wheelchair Ooh, i you didn't know, specify i'm guessing it's suitable for outdoors because every other mm. one is just a wheelchair except demons one which is very much specifically indoor wheelchair <laughs> enzyme however practically is a wheelchair but that means it only cost a hundred pound to build exactly second hand wheelchair salvage it to bits done yeah. Just crush it into the shape of a robot. It's, it, it's actually reminding me of the first series where they often would just get something that was a remote control and a bit of a vehicle and then just refashion it into a robot. <laughs> Take that shell off, <laughs> put a metal shell on. Robot! I've built a robot. Yeah. You know. <laughs> What's the weapon? Uh, there's a spike somewhere. Spike somewhere. There's a spike. <laughs> they love spikes early episodes they just well, love they're them not, they're not difficult there's no moving parts do you know what I mean yeah it's, it's an easy know, thing you, you, you got know. a spike on it it does the trick done yeah. next up another one themed around its name Megahertz Megahertz and it's a computer it's powered by two 12 volt motors so at times we can actually go into 24 volts to give it the extra speed and extra power it's controlled digitally by power relays switching several different relays to give different movements 
the receiver is actually fitted into the monitor itself. It's literally a computer with eyes. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Isn't the lift like a keyboard and everything? They've really gone... It apparently has some other weapons on there, a hacksaw and a chisel, but I didn't see a hacksaw or a chisel. Yeah, I, I cannot confirm that they exist. And what Did what a chisel them. would do, to be honest, is a bit, what, if you're going to go with the chisel, just go with the spike. A chisel only works if there's, like, something hitting the back of it to go into. You can't just be like, this chisel, just put it on the table and be like, that's currently actively dangerous. It's not, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, really point. it's like saying, oh yeah, put a chainsaw on it, but it's just a chain. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> not quite the same thing. Uh, I noticed it also has a fully functioning disk drive. You mentioned it looks really busy inside mm. of this machine. Like, there's a yeah. ton of cables going around. I think it's almost a fully functioning PC at this point. Mm-hmm. But you ever look at the inside of a bot and you see, like, I don't know, 60 different wires, and you just think, what does each one do? Yeah, How there do, was a lot going on justify in that many, like, leads going in and out of things? There's, there must be a good explanation, but I could not think of one. No, I, I don't think, like, the monitor on top of it didn't seem to serve much of a purpose. Disk drive going in and out, that must have been 20 wires, maybe. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I know. At least. The teddy bear on top, little mouse. Yeah, odd, odd choice. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. It's the mouse. The mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got oh, it too. God. I ju- oh, oh, God's sake. Oh, <laughs> oh it's a mouse. It's okay, a mouse. Fine. Okay, on to Phoenix. Yep. These are the first things we purchased. They're industrial motors. They're 70 amp, 800 watt motors, which equate to about one horsepower. And they have 71 worm gearboxes driving these wheels. Have blades here for cutting and bashing. In the back, we've got a huge point, which we can spin this thing around. On its axis, really quick, and go after anything we want to. High-angled triangular wedge with massive wheels. So we were saying that you know the bots were doing well to match their names, and then Phoenix comes along. Now, if you were going to do a bot called Phoenix, you would go with fire colours, surely. Yeah, oranges, yellows, reds. Not this one. No. No. But it looks more like a stealth bomber. Yeah, it's plain dark colours, and I think there might have been hints of blue. (laughs) <laughs> it's like literally the opposite of phoenix it's the anti-phoenix it's the anti-phoenix it does have its tungsten tipped blades on the front it's a fast robot it's a 15 mile per hour robot and it cost five thousand pounds to build five thousand pounds and he ended up with 112 millimeter ground clearance i don't know where the money has gone in this this is <laughs> 23 odd years ago Mm, that would have been a lot of money we've had modern robots that are you know way beyond this that cost roughly similar amounts even less in some cases five grand for something that doesn't look particularly special compared to everything else we've got that's a couple hundred quid each this is probably what the difference is between salvaging a bot together and like he probably went to maybe somebody who cut these parts to spec everything's custom every part is brand new shiny don't necessarily need it if all you're going to do is a wedge with some spikes on it like if there was a fancy ass weapon on this i'd get that yeah. but no there's, there's no need for the top-notch stuff to be used makes no sense no the mule we're on fiber optic links between the electronics and motor controllers it all runs from a 12 volt battery does a lot of damage compressed air bottle inside which powers the legs and the forklift it's all going very successfully so far again let's throw the side down because does not look like a mule. Kind of has bucking legs. What was the colour scheme all about? Hideous. It was weird. Hideous, but green and red. bright primary colours clashing. I mean, again, maybe it's so it's easy to see. Yeah. You really yeah. can't not see it. Has uh, CO2-powered bucking legs to ram things. I get that it can get something off your back, but it's not really going to cause damage. 
Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. a forklift on the front, but it seemed quite minor. It was quite a small forklift, wasn't it? There wasn't Very, a lot yeah, going on there. Yeah, real little yeah. forklift. It makes you wonder what if he did salvage it from a forklift. What was the original forklift lifting? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> point. Tiny, tiny little boxes, <laughs> like really tiny little thing. Maybe it's like toxic waste. So it's <laughs> from a distance. From a distance. Maybe it's like, yeah, because <laughs> it has to. I can't think of another purpose for a tiny forklift. That's amazing. I don't have much to say to it, but I feel like I should have a lot to say about it because it's like, well, obviously it doesn't look like a proper bot spot. The design seems really like counterintuitive. Like it's kind of like it towers a bit. It's very boxish. The weapons don't make any sense. I don't know. But it's apparently really well engineered. Exactly. A very yeah, yeah, solidly yeah. built robot. It's a genuine shoot good bot. But it does say buck off on uh, it. So uh, uh, <laughs> they got away with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets a lot of screen time as well. One of our most featured promos outside of the Plunderbird team. Must have been popular, yeah. Which leads us on to the returning Plunderbird 2. Oh boy. Well, that's not going to happen this time because we've got all new track system, a big bulldozer blade and... Wonky Ariel. This whole episode is almost revolves around Plunderbird. They're the characters. Hard men in camo i guess they wear camo and shades and cross their arms yeah have yeah. their song when they were naming their bots though they were like okay we're gonna do a military theme we're gonna wear camo we're gonna have sunglasses we're gonna look like probably like sas we look like soldiers like proper soldiers we're like, what should we name the bot though plunderbird warbird or <laughs> do you know what i mean it's supposed to be I guess. thunderbird related but... i guess because, I mean, Thunderbird, they weren't soldiers. They wore sashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. If they, they came out sashes in, on. They should have come out in sashes. Then I would sashes have made the connection. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. That would have made the connection. But, I mean, actually, it is a good bot. It is a really, really it good bot. It is genuinely good. It is yeah. basically Plunderbird from the year before. Low wedge shape, weapon at the front. I think mm-hmm. it's mostly a ram spike weapon, but I think it can be interchanged with other ones. But every part has been updated. I think it's the heaviest spot as well in the competition. Uh, I believe it's heavier than the weight limit. 81 kilograms, yeah. I think 80 is the weight limit for Mm. the season. So they're over the weight limit, but they're there anyway because they're Plunderbird. They could have just asked them to trim one... A kilo. I mean, is it, is a exactly, kilo. Yeah, yeah. Come on, take a kilo off. trim it off. To yeah. be by the rules. Uh, maybe they sang at them and that was, they were like, you know what? <laughs> just glared at them menacingly. Successfully pulled a Range Rover, though. That's impressive for a little thing. Oh, some of the stories backstage are oh, terrible. Awful, on, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. pulled a Range Rover, so. it did. Did it? Yeah, did it, did it. <laughs> One bit? of them flipped a freaking tyre, did it? You know. Was that the mule that apparently launched a tyre? I think the mule tire? launched a tyre 20 feet. 20 feet's a long way for a tyre to fly. Now, wait a minute. Well, he said launched a wheel, so that's tyre plus all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But he might have launched it three foot but it landed on its side and rolled the and rest rolled. of the way that's <laughs> exactly so with a tall tail 20 feet it, 20 I'm, feet i'm not buying it <laughs> it was on a hill as well uh, all right well we can start the episode now yeah the episode begins i know it's hard to imagine but some people just aren't gonna like robot wars People who hanker after Ford Mondeos with fake leather interiors. People who wear cardigans. People who use electric blankets in June. For some people, the thought of robots fighting it out in our spectacular high-tech arena has no appeal at all. That's right. I'm talking about you, madam. So why not take that steaming hot cup of cocoa, put on your tartan slippers and dust off your favourite Baldunican album while those of us with a pulse... Get down to some serious robotic carnage. Let's meet tonight's contenders. What was it about cardigans? I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> like... I couldn't keep up with what he was saying this time. Could not even begin. Does he write them himself? 
I think he does, you know. Because if they're written for him, that a person gets him. But he's like the rubbing of the hands whilst he's doing it. He's constantly rubbing his hands whilst he's talking. And he really lays into cardigans, tartan slippers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've phased out for a bit. Yeah. I think he's just trying to say uh, only sissies don't watch Robot Wars. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... (laughs) I guess. Uh, he was introduced as, was it? He oils Crichton's bearings. What does that mean? Crichton's from Red Dwarf. Is that a reference to Red Dwarf? I believe was it's was Red it, Dwarf. As in Crichton the, okay. Yeah, I, I can't think of I, what else it could I possibly mean. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they haven't mentioned Red Dwarf on the show before. Ever. Yeah, like and it's it was completely like the number mentioned. one show. Yeah. And now they yeah. finally, they finally <laughs> referenced it. We start off as per usual. This is the gauntlet. The normal rules apply. This is the start zone. They have to get to the end zone. But there are three courses to choose from, each one littered with instruments of destruction that could signal death on robot wars. There's the medieval pendulum, the flame pit, the sphere, the sentinel, and of course, lots of angle grinders. The Sentinels, did they take the Sentinel off for a bit? And then, and they've added it to this episode. I felt like it wasn't in the last episode or two. So with the Gauntlet, there seem to be like three or four different builds of the Gauntlet. I don't know why. It's not fair at all Mm. to other competitors. And this one is the Sentinel and Sphere build. So you get the Sentinel at the side, which is the big JCB digger that's been like painted to look like something out of aliens or something. And then just got a massive sphere in the middle. The sphere's a bit out of place, to be honest. It is really just a bizarre. massive ball bearing, just sort of rolling about. It's it's not the same as the Indiana Jones boulder. It's not the no, same. I mean, if it same. was massively heavy, yeah. and if they went through the middle bit and it fell on them, oh, that would do it. Yeah, that, yeah. Then then you got oh, it's yeah. the sphere. You call it the boulder though. The sphere just doesn't have yeah. any kind of intimidation the, factor. Yeah, it just exactly, rolls around yeah, and gets yeah. in the way. It is more of a nuisance than anything else. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, the sphere's in the way again. Oh, gotta go around the sphere. Gotta push it out of the way. <laughs> Demon goes first. Dodges the sphere. I put that in, in his own comments. Rolls around it, it just I sort think. of goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sphere rolls around it, but everyone makes a big deal of it. So we'll, yeah. we'll give them the benefit there. <laughs> uh, Matilda blocks the way and soars the front. This is down the sentinel aisle. They teeter on the edge of the pit for a little bit. So Killalot then just gets involved because he feels like it. Oh, it's a slow run as well. Isn't it, it is very yeah. slow. Demon's top speed of two miles per hour really shows. Mm. It does have significant pushing power from it, I guess. It must have some real good grip. Yeah, it's got something going for it because it is actually managing to just muscle its way through. Does just, just complete. It's kind of weird. It kind of half gets across, but they don't seem to know when to finish it and class it as a cross. Yeah. So it just kind of like hovers half on, half off the uh, finishing line for a little bit. Yeah. Then they, kind of they call it and then it comes yeah. up as completed. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I guess, I guess they did finish. I'm guessing if everyone completed, then they would have counted that as not completed. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that was the case. Maybe they would work around it like that. Yeah. Okay, run. But like you said, slow as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enzyme goes next. When they were doing the intro to Enzyme, they were like, uh, they built it out of a, a wheelchair that they found in their mate's garden. And in my head, I'm thinking, they just nicked an old lady's wheelchair then, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, yeah. You'd, if you found a wheelchair in the garden or just took it from a garden, it was probably in use by the person who lived there. Well, the exact wording <laughs> I saw used was 
borrowed from their mate's garden. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I don't know if this is going to reasonably be returnable in its current state. Here's <laughs> <laughs> your wheelchair back. Here's <laughs> your wheelchair back, oh. Margaret. <laughs> uh, oh, this runs weird as well, because what happens to the Sentinel in this one? Does it fall apart? So a cylinder just kind of falls off it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not like it even got bashed into by enzyme. Just no. at one point... A piece of it appears on the floor and just rolls into the pit. There is no justification for the Sentinel being able to fall apart on TV. How m- that <laughs> thing should be built solid, surely. How many bets are we taking that <laughs> by the end of the season, the Sentinel does just literally collapse <laughs> in the middle of a <laughs> run? <laughs> they start the run and just <laughs> you just see it <laughs> topple over into the ramp. That'd be amazing. The Sentinel is kind of weird in the sense that you can kind of get under it if you just drive to one side. Yeah, so you can exactly. just go, go around it, but then straight into Matilda and Matilda pits him. Kind of a weird way as well. It's a, it, the problem with the gauntlet, it always feels kind of like it's uh, orchestrated. It, nothing happens in the gauntlet that feels natural. No, it's always a little bit planned yeah. from the start because house robots get involved and uninvolved at such a strange rate. Yeah, they're either all there, dogpile them, or they yeah they just kind of prod them a little bit and let them go past it is very weird and then we do get matilda's celebration sparkles i they probably looked really cool back in the day though yeah but now like oh my god now there's sparks everywhere we would call it sparks they're sparkles but they would have called them sparks back in the day yeah okay so they were 10.5 thanks to the pit and then we move on to phoenix 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 As I know, phoenixes are known for their erratic jerky movements <laughs> <laughs> What was going on? Oh, I don't know. Well, past the uh, <clears throat> exploding canisters. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of got caught on the ramp by just, I don't know. By just itself. Wondered, yeah, exactly. And I thought that was going to be it. Nope. Fell off the ramp and straight into uh, Kill a Lot. And then we got that really cool shot where Kill a Lot literally just sort of slowly bites through the wheel. It's the most destructive moment of the episode. So you have to really take it in and savour yeah. it. Proper just chews the wheel yeah, up. slow, slowly just pierces straight through it. The violent highlight of the episode. In terms of robot v. Violence. robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 8.9 millimetres. <laughs> A bit more than that. <laughs> bit more than 8.9 millimetres, I could tell you that much. What? 8.9 metres. What did I put? Millimetres. Oh, millimetres! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've got ground clearance on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> 8.9 millimetres <laughs> would be a decent ground clearance for this episode. So, yeah. Unfortunately, 8.9 metres. Look, I've written it for all of them as well. Millimetres. Millimetres, yeah. In my world, they're very, very tiny. <laughs> very t- tiny they're robots. They're tiny robots. <laughs> or they barely move for this whole thing. It's just tiny. They're going out there with a the little tape measure. Like, how far did he get? How far did little he get? matchbox kind of like. Well, 8.9 metres, uh, which ain't great. And then we move on to the mule. The mule very slowly plods out. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, it's a slow robot. God, it's yeah. going to be awful. Yeah. Well, mules its way over to mm. the... Well, the Which route was it? It was the Sentinel route, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a little tussle with Matilda. And then out of nowhere, dodges all the house robots yeah. and, like, rushes at about three or four times the speed he was going. But, like, was he, was he like, playing possum? Was he, you know? He was just, I felt like he was just lining up the shot right and then just hit forward. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like not he doing just what gets just right. Did. No, no, exactly. Not doing Phoenix would hit and falling off the rampway. They kind of planned this one. I felt like I felt like the mule 
lined up just right, saw where the Sentinel is, saw Matilda was, and then just hit forward and then just blasted past everything. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Especially considered the mule's really interesting looking controller setup. Man, that was heavy duty, wasn't it? It's like a yeah. mounted controller yeah. with like a joy, this big joystick and even for like, this era a lot of the controllers are still like reasonably sized and you don't need to strap them to your body to carry them the mules one is like an entire like control board hanging <laughs> off his chest nuts. For, for this scene it must be like one special control per leg and then oh my God, like, a, like a full body kind of outfit <laughs> control at this point <laughs> he, 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 he gets into the mule before he's like got a haptic bodysuit gets into the cockpit slowly <laughs> mule first mech introduced to robot wars oh, that'd be amazing megahertz goes up next a cool run actually goes down the angle grinders yeah rare you get an angle grinder run well when you've designed this amazing looking bot with like you know this perfect computer design first thing you're doing gorton it yeah you go down the route with the angle grinders don't you <laughs> like risk destroying the whole bot's image in one go yeah like this could have just shredded the sides of this yeah. machine very very quickly and over a flame pit as well no flame pit and around the mace again the mace kind of like looks like it doesn't have any weight behind it it looks hollow yeah it looks totally yeah. hollow and just it's a it's like a pendulum mace, isn't it? So it's sort of swinging there, but it doesn't swing, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Exactly. There's nothing to make it swing, so it doesn't really do anything. Yeah, with no momentum, yeah. a blunt force weapon isn't very dangerous without the force part. It really can't oh, it's just a blunt it. object. Yeah, exactly. It's only as strong as you run into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you so you just be like, oh, well, I won't, <laughs> I won't I just headbutt won't it. go headbutting straight into it. But you can, because apparently it doesn't do anything anyway. Um, yeah, and then they go over the flame pit. Kill a lot could have had them. Easily. But then just walked away. Just let him, let him go. Let him go past, and that was that was the end of the run, wasn't it? That was it. It just let him pass again. A gauntlet, man. It's just gauntlet. Do you, you know, think it's... they were encouraged to go down this route because there's a flame pit and they have a teddy bear? Well, they have a teddy mouse, and they were trying to get that like magic shot of that a shot flaming, of it, flaming uh, teddy bear, flaming mouse. Yeah, maybe that would make sense because again, you, you it is entertainment. It is a TV show. Yeah. That would have been a cool shot. Uh, and we didn't get it. And it did kind of feel like the house bots then just sort of let him get past. Maybe there was a deal backstage was like, if you go over the flame side, you'll get it's through. called fire shot. <clears throat> we'll let you through. Everybody's going the way of the sentinel, but we need to get a flame shot for the, for the highlight reel. The house bots will uh, do you a favor. I can yeah. see it. I can gen- with how things have gone this series. That's actually quite tame in comparison yep. to some of the more controversial stuff that seems to go on. I could buy it. So yep, I yep. buy that entirely. Last, oh, certainly not least. God. Completely off their rockers. But what was with the dramatic intro music that suddenly cut? We should really address how bizarrely paced this episode is. It feels like everything's cut early to fit everything into the 20-25 minute time frame. Because mm. we get the, the classic Plunderbird song, which yeah. I have seen before. It is a full video like a couple of minutes or so maybe a bit single, less they? yeah yeah it yeah. might even be 30 seconds worth of time but yeah. this goes on for all of what eight or nine seconds and it just cuts off and we're suddenly we're back there's, in the arena there's no fade out or anything it is the coldest of cuts it's really weird it's yeah. really strange we're told we're going to see more later and then we just don't we just don't yeah spoiler alert but we don't we don't no, see more later. we don't get the full thing but maybe maybe the next time we'll get the full uh the full video we build to it the full whack yes the whole music video so they go to the sentinel route just like everyone else i don't know didn't they just fall into the pit they pitted themselves yeah i really didn't have much to say on this one and then they went up to get interviewed by craig charles they started shouting i think he was shouting violence and somehow that was uh 10.5 10.5 same as enzymes 10.5 but being pitted but at least they tried yeah 
At least we can use that as a measuring tool to know that they weren't totally manipulating the distances. If they got both got pitted and one got 11 and one got 9 or something... We should take a look at that in the future. Future episodes, we should keep an eye out and see if it ends up as 10.5. If someone gets pitted, make sure that they actually use 10.5. So we know that the pit is 10.5 from the start, so yeah. Otherwise, a bit of a shame because like all this builds to the Plunderbird team. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was tactical on their part? Do you Mm -hmm. think they saw there was an 8.9 metres and went, well, if we just go in the pit, we don't get into any fights, we don't get beaten up, and we getting pushed back by the bots as well there have been times where people got pretty far only for the bots to then grab them and carrying them back to start literally to the start point yeah that is a thing so maybe yeah maybe that was their plan it worked anyway the 10.5 and then phoenix uh phoenix is out phoenix is dead and will not rise again i can not rise spoiler there i don't believe we ever see phoenix ever again that was it gauntlet done no fighting (sighs) nothing I'm ne- I've never been a fan of the gauntlet. I'm not going to lie. No, me neither. It's yeah. really bizarre. I mean, it makes for some interesting moments, but not in the way you want. And then we get the uh, chicken promo on uh, Plunderbird. The chicken promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, we're not chickens. Yeah, you are. And then we have the frame shot of all, of all the competitors doing their best yeah. chicken impressions. This very organised shot of the other competitors lined up doing chicken impressions at them. And... <laughs> I mean, they were all having fun. It was, it made for good TV. It definitely made for good TV. Again, it takes you out of the competitive element of it, but also it was kind of funny. The only people it was a shame for was the Phoenix team who literally get half a second at the end yeah. of that promo. It's like, well, you're out, Phoenix Bind's like, up. Yeah, it's like, oh, right, okay. We've got to go cut to Plunderbird as they do some shenanigans. Oh, trial. One robot has abdicated. One will lose his throne in the trials. Now you may think I'm the king of the castle and you're a dirty rascal is childish. And it is. But there's nothing childish about this particular version of king of the castle. In this particular contest, the surviving robots will try and defend their castle against attack from the house robots. Whoever lasts the least amount of time will be deposed from the contest outright. Now, Dead Metal and Sergeant Bash will be storming the ramparts. Our contenders will be pouring boiling oil over their efforts. Will the kings keep their heads or will the house robots cut them off and turn them into novelty ashtrays? Only time will tell. Let the trials begin. Uh, King of the Castle. King of the Castle is our have trial. Have seen this one before? I don't know if we've seen King of the Castle. We may have. The problem is, it's another very, very, very similar trial to a lot of the others, which is mm. big round ring. You've got to survive in the middle and not be knocked out. Yeah, this is kind of like... Uh, handicap sumo. It is handicap you know, sumo. It's yeah, it's two on one sumo. It's kind of like a foregone conclusion how it's going to go, more or less. But well, you say that, but like this is some of the best results we've seen out of any of the sumo ones. It's two oh. house robots versus one each time. It's almost like the housebot pilots are playing up a bit because a lot of it is like self-inflicted damage. Do you think that problem with it being two versus one sumo is it's become so crowded that? The actual robots, the competitors, are just getting stuck in the middle so they don't end up being knocked out because half of the edge of the circle, so to speak, is blocked by house robots. Yeah, yeah. So it actually makes it easier to survive as long as you don't get mashed. You can basically just play them off against each other. As long as you're sandwiched, they'll both just keep trying to push against you just hover in the middle let's start with demon for reference the house robots here sergeant bash and dead metal dead metal yeah Yeah. uh so demon gets a cutting from dead metal which is always entertaining sergeant bash just sort of dives in like like spears them yeah just like proper spears through demon (laughs) launches over the edge himself but takes demon with him it was a proper like 
suicide dive kind of just yeah. took him out. Just yeah, it was awesome. Went for it. 27.47 seconds. Not a bad run. 30 seconds is the goal. So only two and a half seconds off of surviving. Now you move on to Enzyme. They spin around a lot at the beginning, which is a fair tactic because it seems to throw the bots off a bit. Yeah, spinning on the spot. And then their bot just kind of bricked in the middle. Like, like it, it just went dead. But strangely, that worked in its favour. Because they then survived. Because yeah. they would, like... Just an immovable just, object. Yeah, exactly. Just sat That's, there and did nothing. Like, the best thing you can do here is nothing. <laughs> you almost want to be like, Demon could have just sat still yeah. and there's a good chance they would have actually survived because that's worked out for Enzyme. There's it's not much all, more to say. It's, it's like it's, the house robots are controlled by a bad AI. Yeah, They're exactly. They're just flailing yeah, yeah. around randomly and you just got to <laughs> hope they don't hit you, really. Yeah, just sit in the middle and wait. Uh, yeah, survived. And on to Mule, kind of a similar run, I guess. Similar run, brick, stays But spook. they did stay pretty still. Um, they got surrounded by Dead Metal and Bash, but nothing really happened. It's the closest thing we get to seeing those legs kick things mm. it does kind of sort of launch dead metal quite far it looked more like dead metal reversed than actually the legs yeah, kicked it yeah. but you know it was kind of what mule was made for right sticking in the middle and then just having all these legs kick around so you can't be well exactly pushed around you just sit there and tank in the middle and he does he survives yeah survives yeah. the full 30 seconds yeah uh megahertz again doing the sp- in round tactic yeah, for a bit two tactics <laughs> for this aren't there is either stay yeah. still and do nothing or spin on yeah. the spot the one thing you don't want to do is try to move away from the centre. And that's yeah. exactly what Megahertz did. There was no reason to. They were sandwiched. They could have just stayed there, taken it for another few more seconds and been fine. Tried to move, drove itself off. Bad move. Bad move. That was 22.2, wasn't it? 22.2. In a regular sumo round, that would probably get you through. Yeah. There's usually at least one that just gets wrecked immediately. But this Like you time, say, people are having such good results that two... 22.2 is actually a bad result. Yep. Which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Plunderbird 2's rum. Yeah, they really deliver in this one. They actually, do, for the first time ever, the Plunderbird team deliver. Because in season one, I believe they broke down immediately in the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. They, they were gone straight away. Whereas this is awesome. Genuinely brilliant. They wrestle around a little bit. Mm-hmm. They use their wedge to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Eliminate dead metal and sort of dodge around Sergeant Bash so he goes off the edge. Yeah. And they are victorious. They don't just survive. They no. beat them. Yeah, exactly. They don't just get survived. They got victorious. Yeah. Different result entirely. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. Won a two-on-one sumo fight with House Robots. It's a big deal at this point. They announced that they were vindicated. <laughs> and then they announced that they don't know what that word means. <laughs> so it was a really good like bit of comedy gold afterwards. Um, that was Megahertz out, wasn't it? Megahertz are gone. Oh, that's a shame. It's a shame. Nice little design for the robot. But again, you have to wonder, what could it do? Yeah. Exactly. I can't, I couldn't have seen, like, it had such a high ground clearance that I didn't see the point of the keyboard being a lifter, because it, it looked about three centimetres off the floor. If you can't get under something, there's yeah. no point in having a lifter. <laughs> Finally, we're on to the actual, you know, the Bloody war hell. part of Robot yep. Wars. The last ten minutes of the show is where you actually get the robots fighting. It's time for the arena and for our robots to fight it out to the death. They have to obliterate their opponent, or at least immobilise him. If there's no clear winner, the judges will look at style, control, aggression, and damage. Hey, let the fighting begin. I'm so glad in the modern series is they just did the right thing. I believe, you know? as I think next series, series three, is when it is just fights. Mm, thank thank God. God for that, yeah. All right, so the first match we get is Demon versus Mule. Wedge versus some legs. Mm. This is a really steady kind of <laughs> yes, match. It's a slow and steady two titans just slowly wrestling it out, I guess. I guess, but well, if two titans, when they collide, it's... 
it's an impact, it's a moment. Whereas when these guys sort of make contact in the middle, it's a bit more of a... It's more like just congestion. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a, it's an inconvenience more than a, more than a battle. Very push-heavy. This kind of like highlights just how vague the rules are for arena to cut to the chase mule wins but i couldn't guarantee that mule definitely had the upper hand for the most of that <laughs> let's put it this way even mule didn't really like think that he won <laughs> he was like no i was immobilized too they're like no no yeah but you were more aggressive weren't you he's like uh was <laughs> like, i guess <laughs> I-, I guess once the ppz had been breached killer lot just kind of ran straight at a demon and just started like mullering him and it was like i don't know again it feels like they they're following a script because it was mule were the ones that were pushed into the ppz by demon then demon is immobile but like you said yeah. that's probably because there's a circular lot on top of it of course you're immobile of course <laughs> but apparently mule survived and won Figure so that one out. mule wins by sheer dodginess yeah. mule is somehow through we go on to the next semi-final arena bout for the episode. Mm-hmm. Plunderbird 2 versus Enzyme. So Plunderbird 2 can actually get under Enzyme, which is nice for them. Then the house bots just kind of attacked Enzyme. They, As again, it was kind of weird. I don't know. They've really got to be clear about the PPZ rules. Do you have to be all the way in? Or is it a case of if even the tiniest smidge of your robot mm. goes into that yellow and black zone? That's it. Yeah. The house robots will then just enter the arena. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. They won't stay yeah. in the zone. They will just enter the arena and go and hit whatever they feel like. The weird thing about it is it's not a punishment to the bot. It's punishment to both bots. Yep. If so much as a wheel of either bot gets into the PPZ, the house bots attack whoever. But uh, went to the judges and Plunderbird wins. Yeah, makes sense. They got under ends. Enzyme didn't get a look in, really. Not really, no. Not really. No, no. Well. Let's see who goes through to the semi-finals will be Plunderbird 2 or Mule. There's no such thing as an exciting fight at the moment, sadly. So it's in what I can best describe as a little bit of a grapple. They kind of like tussled a bit. And again, Plunderbird can get underneath Mule, which is usually like, you know, the foregone conclusion to the match. Uh, yeah, Once yeah. someone's got underneath someone, it's kind of game over. What I noticed was that they did a, a wide angle and Matilda was sitting there perfectly stationary outside the PPZ, practically in the middle of the arena. Why? And just sitting there. And I was just thinking... What are the rules? <laughs> are they using the house robots as cameramen? <laughs> Is there, cause we know they have cameras in them, cause yeah, we've, yeah, had, yeah. we've had point of view we shots from each POVs, one before. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it wasn't like move Matilda to the center so we can get some good shots of yeah. this from this angle. So we could get some POV shots maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe. 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 I don't but, know why else would it be there. It like, feels like it just ruins the, the rules, you know. It does completely. It, it, it makes this no whole sense. like PPZ house, they might as well just be like, Okay, you, you're in the arena, and also the house bots are just flying everywhere constantly. <laughs> yeah, they launched out of cannons. It may as well be. <laughs> uh, it goes to the judges again, and Plunderbird wins, which is a shame because I felt like we were like going to get a pit in at least one of these matches. So pit awesome damage or yeah. anything, or a Sir Killer Lot like nothing's happened, so Sir Killer Lot just absolutely trashes the loser kind yeah. of shot but no we don't get anything out of it we don't get a lot out of this it's a very tame episode in terms of destruction which yeah. I guess makes sense as to why they focused a lot on the Plunderbird team because yeah. not a lot happens in the arena really no. every fight is two robots pushing each other going to the judges the general rule is if you have a wedge there's a good chance you're going to do quite well Unless the judges just decide otherwise in the case of Mule versus Demon exactly or the house bots just decide to absolutely torch you yeah yeah now, I was expecting, at this point, some kind of celebratory song from Plunderbird 2. 
I thought this was when they were going to have something happen. So what actually happens is they're being interviewed by Craig Charles. Then they're like, we've got a bomb for the house bots. And he produces a very like cheesy looking bomb. And Craig Charles is like, awesome. Good night. And it's like, what? What happened to that? What? You can't just, just get a bomb <laughs> out from behind and be like, this is for the house bots. And Craig Charles is like, okay, we'll cut it there then. It's like, again, there's just, this got a bomb editing is weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Very, very erratic episode. They managed to rush and also have not too much going on at the same time. Yeah. That's you know? what makes this episode particularly strange. Yeah. I don't know what they were rushing through. Exactly. But yeah, they were yeah, rushing yeah. through something. There's so much they could have cut out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So much didn't need to I don't know. There. Yeah. It's a really strange episode and it is mostly focused on Plunderbird team and a bit of a comedy fallout kind of stuff. And that was kind of it, wasn't it? it was, I wouldn't say that episode. Plunderbird were like, they were biased towards Plunderbird or anything because they did, in all fairness, take on both the house bots and knock them off the uh, trial. Then- so it's not that they were biased towards Plunderbird, but it did feel like quite convenient that they were the focal point of the entire episode and they won i just don't trust that when it comes to robot wars specifically <laughs> yeah there's always there's always a strange reason yeah. for these things when it comes to robot wars and yeah. they definitely wanted plunderbird to win luckily plunderbird did actually do well like you said but it feels yeah. like if they didn't do well they probably still somehow would have won they certainly weren't going to be eliminated straight away like they did last time unless they yeah. actually did break down but say what you want to say at 6.13 million viewers Wow. This is the first episode of Robot Wars to top 6 million viewers. It's the first episode to be the number one highest rated BBC2 show for the week. Over 6 million people tuned in to view what was about four seconds of a Plunderbird song. Oh my god. Will you actually sit and watch the episode and then you think that many people were tuning in? That's insane, isn't it? it is Plunderbird insane. were, for a moment, the most one of the most watched things in the entire country. For a week, they were... The most watched yeah. people on television. Amazing. That's so cool. That was a weird episode. Some of these episodes, you watch them and think, how was this so watched? There's always that potential there. Because I don't I don't want to mock the show because I really enjoy it. But also, you have to take into account that it's not niche if it's the number one watched show on BBC Two. It's no longer classed as niche. No, that is, so, is mainstream. Exactly. So as a mainstream show... Outside of my own personal interests and expectations, I cannot believe that it had that many viewers because <laughs> it's so, so specifically weird and like, yeah. I it's, don't know. I think the problem, it's not really a problem. It's actually kind of what makes it fascinating. But the weird thing about these first two series in particular is it's still kind of amateur hour. Yeah. Everyone's still finding their f- feet. Even the show itself. And the format of it, they're trying to yeah. figure out what works. Most of the robots are a couple hundred quid, just remote control things with spikes on them. Yeah, the bar's quite low on the robots. Not because the robots are bad, but just because the show itself is has just quite a low bar right now. You yeah, know? It's, it's, no one knows what to expect or what to do. People don't yeah. just make fighting machines, generally speaking. Outside I, of actual war, people it, don't <laughs> just make these things you've got to start yeah. somewhere and this is us starting somewhere they're kind of inventing the re- wheel right now with this show do you know what i mean it's it's as we see what happens when a show evolves over years and years and years and we end up with absolutely horrific death machines like in the <laughs> latest series but all humble beginnings because how dangerous do you make a robot how much money and time and effort do you put into these things yeah do you know what i mean what is, weapons do you is ground clearance that important is uh, like active weapons that important is there risk involved with having complex like mechanics to it they, they don't know do they they literally having to make it up as they go along that is really evident in this uh in this episode 
It didn't match, did it? What was happening in the pits didn't match what was happening out yeah. in the arena. And you know for a fact that if this was the kind of show they were running nowadays, they would have spent a lot more time on the backstage comedy drama. Yeah. You would have had to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, just to fill the slot. But I'm glad Plunderbird uh, took the ball and ran with it when it comes to having a personality. Having a character. <laughs> yeah. It works for them because you remember Plunderbird very yeah. specifically. And we'll get more Plunderbird because they're through. Oh, yeah. So we'll see how they do in the semi-finals, or however they... I don't know if they do quarter-finals. However it's laid out, we'll see when we get through the season. It's a lot of heats. I'm guessing it must have had just a lot of people try and enter. Well, that, and they knew for a fact that... Well, they must have expected high viewership now at this point bringing in those kind of numbers they must have been like well can we squeeze any more heats out of this yeah you know quick someone throw together a best of that we can do an episode you know okay so that's what abc i think i think there's two more heats which would make 13 Mm. 13 that's an odd number there can't be maybe it's one more then yeah no it can't be odd because then the final is going to be really weird well what is the final going to be made up of i can't remember how they do it they don't bust out another gauntlet do they i don't remember they do oh no the final last time was a regular episode and then at the end the whole grand final how they crowned the champion if you remember was they just had a six bot rumble that That was was it it. yeah at the end of the final episode and it all felt a bit like chucked together yeah it was yes it was a six episode season this is Way more than double that. They yeah. obviously loved yeah. what they had with the first one. Yeah. yeah. Because series two got a much bigger budget and it's only going to go up for a little while from here. Season three nearly doubles in time per episode. Oh, that's going to be nice, actually. Because then you won't get this rushed cuts yeah. and stuff. You know, it's give them time and they can actually find a rhythm to the show. Trying to fit all this into 25 minutes is borderline yeah. impossible. It is. It yeah. is. Do we rate episodes still? Well, yeah, they're out of five, aren't they? Five yeah. Philippers, I think we had it as. Yeah, five Philippers. I'm going to go with, I felt like this is a 2.5. It exactly would have been what I was thinking. <laughs> literally straight down the middle. It would have been a two if it wasn't for Plunderbird's mm-hmm. antics that brought it up to a 2.5. Especially 2.5 stars to backstage. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really to what happened in the, the robots didn't do much in robot wars this time. No, nope. it was man no. wars. It was man wars. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I, I was a fan of the comedy. And I feel like if they can find the right balance between robot destruction and actual personalities behind the teams, then they can get just the right kind of episode. I feel like that's on the brink. Okay, I need to remember the outro. Um, been a while since we've done that. Yeah. Um, oh man, I literally know I am drawing a total blank. I feel like I would open with thank you for listening and then I would go on to list our social medias. Yeah, I think that, that so, sounds right. Thank you for listening. You can email us activatepodcast at gmail.com yes uh, you can follow us on twitter at podcast activate because someone else has activate podcast we aren't bitter about that at all you can find us on facebook search activate podcast and we will hopefully appear uh where else are we that's it right i reckon that's it i mean you can listen to us on almost everything that you can listen to a podcast on now and if you're still listening now you're kind of obligated to go and give us like a high rating <laughs> you've got on to the, this point you know, <laughs> you if must. you're still listening now you've got to be like at least reasonably interested you can't be hate listening to us right now so give us like a high rating on itunes because that really does something to the algorithm and our like 
listenership will spike and we don't actually get like any like financial gain from that but i get a lot of self-satisfaction from knowing that people are listening to this podcast and enjoying it i think we're at 16 reviews now five star rating on itunes nice or sorry not it's not itunes on apple podcasts apple podcasts yeah we're also on soundcloud spotify and others there is another one there's an android platform isn't there that i can't remember the name of but we're on whatever the amazon one is as well yeah that'll do Yep. We're on that. Some of these are on, and I don't know how we got there, but we're on them. <laughs> I don't know whether they go through Apple Podcasts or what, but they, they get on others. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they appear. Okay, thank you. And we will catch you in roughly, I don't know, 18 months' time. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I say this every time, but we'll try and get an episode out sooner.